Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am very excited to have Dr. Geneva on as my guest. Let me talk to you about Dr. Geneva. She is widely known as Dr. Geneva and is a pioneer in driving transformative change across nonprofit and entrepreneurial landscapes. With an unmatched track record of over 100 million in fundraising and more than 50 public-private collaborations. She is not just a leader, she's a game changer. After a storied career that includes being the Deloitte, I'm sorry, the Detroit United Way's first female executive and serving on boards under five Michigan governors and five Detroit mayors, Dr. Geneva founded her firm Dr. Geneva Speaks, LLC. This leadership development and personal growth powerhouse caters to high achieving professionals ready for their next level of success and impact. Recognized as a leader, as a businesswoman by the National Association of Women Business Owners and an alumna of the Goldman Sachs, 10,000 small business program. Dr. Geneva has garnered numerous accolades, including being recognized as one of Detroit's most influential women and a notable nonprofit leader by Crane's Business. Her influence extends beyond the boardrooms and into the lives of women across Michigan as the current chair of the governor's Michigan Women's Commission. Her podcast is Ignite to Impact and LinkedIn newsletter, The Future is Female, is such a good name, (laughs) offer actionable insights and thought-provoking perspectives, making her a sought-after voice in leadership and personal development. I thought that our theme today should be one that's really close to my heart. It's never too late how to pivot and thrive in life's later chapters. Please join me in a warm welcome for Dr. Geneva. Thank you so much, Vicki. Such a great background, such a, you know, I, I love talking with women like ourselves that have been around the block a couple times and have, oh, yes. have learned <laughs> our uh, a lesson or two mm-hmm. and are ready to share it with others. You know, there's some bumps and bruises we got along the way. That's right. Not, not saying that those bruises and bumps didn't help us learn and be better, be stronger, 
But sometimes, you know, if we can have it that maybe those that we mentor get a little less bumped Absolutely. around, <laughs> it's all the that's better. Right. Right? <laughs> that's right. That's the goal in life. So I gave a lot of um, a clue to this question, but I ask it anyway, um, to share where you live um, today. Well, right now I'm in the fabulous, terrific city of Detroit, Michigan. And I've been here for a little over 40 years. I uh, got married. My husband was from Detroit, raised uh -huh. my children here. And today I look out my window and I see the Detroit River, the St. Clair River, and I can see Canada. So yeah. I'm in a wonderful spot in Detroit, though originally from the Jersey Shore, which I must admit is still a piece of my heart and I still <laughs> call, call home. <laughs> See, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, and um, uh -huh. so I used to water ski on the rivers. And it, I now live near the Chattahoochee River. I think, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's this way with you, but I am drawn more happy if I'm around water. Oh, yes, yes. When yeah. I can get up, that's one of the work balance things that I do. <laughs> and that is make sure that every day, every day I can, I'm looking out my window at that water. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, for me, it's very calming. And I, mm -hmm. I, I think my favorite is the ocean, but oh, um, yes, you know, if mm -hmm. I can't have the ocean, I will definitely take a river or a mm -hmm. lake. Thank you mm -hmm. very much. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what inspired you to transition from really a, a very successful career in nonprofit to being a, an entrepreneur, mm. coach, mentor, um, influencer at 65? Yes. Well, Vicki, it was a lifelong dream. So I had always wanted to be one of those folk who ran their own business. Yeah. Uh, it looked so exciting and fun and and kind of powerful and mm -hmm. cool from the outside. And then I married uh, a businessman and he, he wasn't when we first got married, he worked in the corporate world, but then he made shortly after we got married, he made a transition into running his own business, his own insurance agency. Mm -hmm. And it was just so cool. And it just further cemented this dream that I had always to, you know, be my own boss. Yeah. And as I grew in my career, Vicki, and really was about the business of transformation in neighborhoods and communities and schools and the kind of work that I did, I worked a lot with people and individuals and found that they were transforming too with the kind of work we were doing. And so I wanted to really extend that work and, and have my own platform. Mm. And besides, I was getting up there in age and I said, well, you know, as part of my legacy, yeah. I would like to craft what I leave behind. Mm -hmm. And so it just made sense for me to, um, you know, make that move and transition into being an entrepreneur. And of course, that grass looks so green on <laughs> this side. <laughs> and of course, it was a different world once I crossed over. Uh, mm -hmm. But certainly I was determined one way or another. And I felt that it was just never too late 
for me to realize a dream that I had had for so long. Very good. So how has your upbringing and really the community influenced you to approach leadership? And I think that for me, that upbringing and the community is really what influences my leadership style mm -hmm. and how I teach leadership. So I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. Yes. Well, I think our, our feelings and approach and view of leadership are very similar. I, as I mentioned, I am from the Jersey Shore. I grew up in a very small town and I could step out of my door, take a deep breath and smell the ocean. So I lived um, with all that salt water and ocean around me. But my sister and I, we kind of felt that all the adults in the community went and had a meeting on us all the time because they always knew about us and were asking us questions. We're always in our business, you know, what were we doing? How were our grades? You know, you know, how were things going constantly? So we knew that they had some conspiracy going on, it seemed like to us. You know, later yeah. on, we discovered that it really was a they were caring adults in a caring community. And that's the kind of community we grew up with. And then my parents were um, civil rights activists, um, ordinary folk though. My mom was a teacher and my dad was a government worker. But what drove them, what their passion, what they did in the community was working on social justice issues and opening doors of opportunity and equality. In fact, I wrote a book about my dad because he and my mom changed housing discrimination laws in New uh -huh. Jersey with a landmark uh, Supreme Court case in New Jersey. And so I learned, Vicki, leadership at a very young age from them. Mm -hmm. And it was um, uh, enhanced by the caring environment that I grew up in and watching them as leaders. They always said that, you know, leadership was more of a responsibility than anything. Mm -hmm. And it was the responsibility to give back, to mm -hmm. open doors, to give back, to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so that um, leadership perspective, along with the caring community that I grew up in, where adults were highly motivated and in sync with their belief in us as young people, and that we could succeed in whatever we did, that kind of built that confidence in mm -hmm. me, because everywhere I went, Adults were believing in me. So yeah. that shaped, Vicki, my perspective on leadership, got me into uh, the nonprofit world. I kind of stumbled into it. I didn't see myself doing that, but I ended up there and that got me into United Way and then other foundations and my whole nonprofit career, which spanned about 40 years of running different organizations, working in community, transforming neighborhoods, working on community issues, and raising a ton of money for various business and community causes. And the whole process, though, every step I took, every community initiative I was involved in, um, was with groups of people, different people who mm -hmm. would have some 
things in common in terms of wanting a better neighborhood, wanting their children to succeed, wanting to end the high dropout rates, wanting to help homeless people, wanting to make it better for babies and children. We could find common ground yeah. on those things. And so that's what I you know, just built my career around working with these hundreds and hundreds of people um, from all different works of life to make a difference in the mm. community. And and that's really what I took into my business when I became an entrepreneur, the same perspective, belief that, you know, everyone has something to contribute. Everyone has something to bring to the table. There's a gift and what we can do collectively and we can transform and you can create the life you love because Vicki, I had spent years working with people in their communities, in their neighborhoods, creating the kind of neighborhoods and communities and schools that they wanted. So mm -hmm. I learned those transformational skills, those planning skills, mm -hmm. how you can go from point A to B. And I lived it, I loved it and decided, well, okay, this is what I need to do in my business. And so that's my perspective on um, leadership and how me growing up affected what I am and what I still do today. That's, that's so true. I mean, as you talk, I just keep on seeing so many things that align us together. It's, it's crazy because mm -hmm. for me, um, I learned probably most of my leadership skills from my volunteering. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's nothing like volunteering, you know, it's of course helps other people, but what we get in return, oh, yeah. I just think is so much more because, you know, Absolutely. it makes you feel good and, you know, you're just giving of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, I think, you know, a lot of times in corporate, people think, you know, they go to work every day, but they're not quite sure what they do, how it impacts, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. it makes a difference. And when you do volunteer work, oftentimes you can immediately see the difference it made in somebody's right. life. Even if, you know, if it's building a house or if it's just handing out food and mm -hmm. whatever, you mm -hmm. can feel that you made a difference. And, um, and I always think that I, get more than I give always with That's the volunteer. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so true. So what are some actionable strategies for achieving work-life balance? You talked about work-life mm, balance a little bit yes. with your family, um, especially for the high achieving women out there, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. those, I don't believe that there are very many entrepreneur, female entrepreneurs, that's, you know, who we want to really talk with here, but that aren't high achieving. Cause you know, we uh, do just like the song says, you know, we do everything, everything. bring in the bacon, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. So let's just talk about some strategies for them because you do feel overwhelmed at times. You do feel absolutely. Stuck. Absolutely. Well, you know, Vicki, when I talk about this, uh, this subject of work-life balance, I like to start out by um, inviting folks to think about the notion 
of work-life balance, which I think is very misleading because it seems as though uh, the label says there's work and then there's everything else. <laughs> and that we're looking for this really elusive, almost impossible yeah. uh, things, things to equalize work and then everything else. And I think it's so important. And when I work with women, we really spend some time on this because it really involves a mindset shift and looking at the fact that we, particularly as women, wear many hats and we have a lot of things we do and are besides work. So it's not work. And then the little slices of everything. Think about it. If you say, well, if it's an equal balance, that means work gets 50 cents and then life, you know, gets another, the other 50 cents. That doesn't work, <laughs> you know, and because we're so much more. So that's an important, I think, mindset shift for us to look at uh, the various aspects of our life and figure out how we can um, bring those various parts of our life, our career and money and family and children and spirituality and community and all those various health, all those pieces into harmony mm. and bringing them into harmony means that one, we recognize that we are more than just work, yeah. okay? And that secondly, that we can be, and we are all these different things, and it's important to embrace that. So I'd like to start with that. And then I think focusing on the present is a very important strategy for high achieving women to use mm -hmm. because so often, we're thinking about the future, what we got to do next week, what we got to do next month, next year. We're busy mm -hmm. planning all of that. And we also, at the same time, frequently worry about, yeah. you know, what we did before, what, how we acted in that meeting, you know, what happened two weeks ago. Sometimes we don't forgive and let go enough. So I think one of the strategies, particularly for high achieving women to do is focus on the here and now. Yeah. what's happening in this moment, what is happening today. Hey, it's going to be a good day and focusing and live on that. The other strategy I give is to find ways to do something you love every day. One of the things about, again, high achieving, high achievers is that we're so busy doing that we don't spend enough time being and being in what we love. And so figuring out what those things are and managing to do one of them. I love to dance, for example. I will find a way <laughs> every day I can to put on some music and just do my friend and just mm -hmm. dance, even if it's only for five minutes. Yeah. But what it does is it, it says to ourselves that our life is important and matters and we're going to jam it up and crowd it up <laughs> with things that we love. Yeah. And I think the flip side of that, that a strategy that I worked very early on with 
my clients when we come together is to make this list of things that you like to do that give you joy that are yeah. fun. I can't tell you, Vicki, how many high achievers don't talk to me and they don't know how to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they yeah. really need to, you know, I want to have fun, but I don't know what to do. So when they get a moment or they get a half an hour, or they save some time. <laughs> they're like, oh, what should I do now? You know, uh -huh. I want to have some fun, but what should I do? So we actually make a fun list. Nice. And that is just writing down all those things that, you know, you enjoy doing that bring you joy that make you laugh so that when you do have that time when you do all you have to do is pull out your little list mm -hmm. so that you can have fun I think another strategy is is really to be um clear on your values and what's important yeah. um because if you are then you'll find ways to put these things into your schedule and to, and you won't be torn between all the roles that you have and all the identities and your core values. You won't get that mixed up because if you're really true to your core values and you take some time, like you were saying, yours is to make, one of them is to make a difference. One of my values is to make a difference. Well, if you're true to your core values, then you're going to find ways to yeah. prioritize that mm -hmm. and, you know, put that in your schedule. And I guess the last strategy that I would leave is that, you know, you got to, Vicki, know your boundaries, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, really learn how to say no mm -hmm. and when to say yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and learn how to say no with, uh, you know, with grace. Yeah. Um, so that you won't, you know, you won't feel guilty. You won't feel, you know, bad, you know, like, oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Although I won't be able to make it this time, mm -hmm. I want you to know how much I appreciate the invitation. Think about me next time. You know, say no. And that's saying that's a nice way, but that says, no, I'm not going. And when we think about, particularly for mm -hmm. those of us who work in organizations or corporations, we have policies, don't we? We have mm -hmm. all kinds of personnel policies and legal policies and SOP, standard operating procedures, et cetera. Well, create those for yourself. Mm -hmm. Your own set of policies that you have so that when you're asked to do something and, you know, you, you know, you can say to people, cause I do this, I'll say it, you know, I have this policy that I do not do anything work-related after five on a Friday, you know, and you just lay it out there and say, mm -hmm. it's your personal policy. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things that, um, you can do, and I would suggest to do as you're thinking about this elusive mm -hmm. work-life balance that I like to think about as the harmony that you can bring into your life. Right. Sometimes when I think of work-life balance, I often think about how people really love roller coasters. It's mm -hmm. a short, short-lived time. But yes. that roller coaster takes you on highs and lows and yes. scares the bejeebers out of you, Absolutely. makes you smile like crazy. And I think that's it, that just demonstrates that life, there are times where you're going to have to 
take a little bit of time to get up the hill, mm-hmm. but then enjoy the ride down and then absolutely. Come back. And if yes, it never can be 50 50. I think so, so many times, and I see that now with my daughter and her husband trying to make the work life balance, it's like, but you know, you're doing it. It may, mm-hmm. you put in too much pressure on yourself to be 50 exactly. and not do that. Exactly. And I think that's the other part of this, that we do put that pressure oh, yeah. on ourselves. And, you know, it's got to be about progress and consistency, not perfection. Yeah. That in fact, um, you know, it's okay. And you're, excelling and exceeding and doing a good thing, even if you're not doing it all, even if you're not saying yes to everything, even if it's okay, it's really going to be okay. And so it's important to um, sometimes reset Mm. or reframe your definition or your beliefs about success. And that's one of the things I think it's so important for high achievers to do. And that is on a regular basis, maybe once a quarter, just stop, take some time to yourself and revisit what's important. Revisit what it is you're looking for, what it is you're trying to get, you know, what it is you're trying to achieve and make sure that it's consistent with the things that are of value and importance to you. And um, always try to stay true to that. But stopping, resetting, pivoting, (laughs) we've got to do that. Yeah, I think it's really important. And and we talked about being okay about not being 50-50. It's also being okay to realize that you're life direction can change and and it's okay as long as it aligns with those core values Mm -hmm. and beliefs right and for sure vicky it's going to change oh yeah that's absolutely absolutely that's what life and as and as you and as we get older there'll be more transitions more things that will be changing um you know our mental states our bodies our careers loved ones relationships there will be lots of because that's what life is about those transitions those changes that happen yeah i think that's something that that everyone needs to always work on if you will is Mm -hmm. accepting change is inevitable Mm -hmm. and maybe putting that emphasis on how well do you manage through change absolutely and And if you're prepared for it yeah yeah i mean Mm -hmm. and like i said things won't change won't always be easy but in the long run as long as it's aligned with those core values, it will be okay. Mm-hmm. And we can do it. We yeah, really we can. can. And I think that's, we can, if if we just think about what we've come through with the pandemic. Yeah. So you talk about change, uncertainty, mm. not knowing what was going to happen. We And we all experienced that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, it really shows how, you know, quickly life can change, how it can, 
you know, turn around, turn upside down and what we have to do, how we have to pivot in mm -hmm. order to thrive. I keep this at my desk. If you can see, it's a little dinosaur. Oh, I got yes. this in my 20s from a leadership class that I went to uh -huh. in my 20s. And the teacher gave it to us to remind us that if you don't change, your life will go the way of the dinosaurs. Mm, become and, extinct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I think if, as we look through the history of what we went through the last three years, those that really embrace change um, really excelled their careers, their lives and everything. And in a lot of ways, it's the slowing down that we were trying to avoid so much prior to those, uh, the pandemic was something that we all needed to do. Yes, so. mm -hmm. absolutely. So how did you cope with challenges that coincided with the launch of your business and what lessons mm -hmm. did you learn from those challenges? Well, Vicki, um, that was what, speaking of roller coasters. Yeah. <laughs> that transition from a long, successful mm -hmm. um, journey in the nonprofit world and philanthropy into uh, my late life entrepreneurship venture was certainly ups and downs and all arounds and cyclones, everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I was certainly excited, thrilled, uh, looking forward to it. I had a, you know, such a successful uh, career and led so many initiatives and raised, you know, over a hundred million dollars and was very, very um, okay with mm -hmm. making a move from that perspective that I had achieved my goals mm -hmm. and what I wanted to do. And so with this new venture, I felt that, okay, well, let's just turn it on and it'll be great. And two months after I launched my business, hung out my shingle, my husband got his first diagnosis of cancer. Oh, wow. And then a few months later, my um, mom got sick. And then a few months later, my dad got sick. So I went into this um, never had expected caretaker role yeah. of the three most important people in my life ever. And so that went on for a couple of years. And then they all passed. Uh, within a very short time of each other. So Vicki, I was in the pits. I mean, it yes. was really dark. Mm -hmm. And I had left my uh, job that gave me for paycheck. sure a paycheck every two weeks. Mm -hmm. yeah, I can feel you, girl. <laughs> you know how it is. So I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I was just really besides myself. Mm -hmm. And um, so that probably was my biggest challenge, um, dealing with and handling, <clears throat> excuse me, the um, personal life transitions, the loss of loved ones, um, my closest loved ones in my life um, at my age, because mm -hmm. I had this sense then, you know, I, I didn't think about it going into it, 
that what my age was. But then when I had all this tragedy and loss, I said, how I'm too old. How am I going to, then age became a thing. I said, well, how am I going to, you know, reset? How can yeah. I bounce back? I'm too old. That's when I got that in my head. And so those prob that probably was my biggest challenges besides the, of course, the change in the um, financing, you know, of, you know, having to do it myself. And then, of course, there was the challenge of what I thought then was starting over. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, through it all, how I coped was a lot of prayer, yeah. a lot of self-reflection, um, spent enormous amounts of time in trying to figure out, well, what was my dash? What yeah. was my purpose? You know, that horizontal line between, you know, when we're born and when we pass, because I was just overwhelmed with the passing of my loved ones, yeah. that when I looked at that dash, um, you know, it really was where life is and that's where meaning is. And so I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time, Vicki, trying mm -hmm. to figure out my what's next Yeah, and praying about that. And then the other thing that I did that really um, helped me, well, I did, I continued my exercising. I've always been an exercise freak. <laughs> um, I used to, I started doing it just to get out of the house <laughs> so that I would get up, I'd get up early in the morning. This was my way to, to work-life balance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get up very, very early, get out the house before everybody started calling my name <laughs> and work out. So I got into the habit of exercising. And during this period, this grieving period, I continued that. And one of the things that I learned from that was the familiarity of routine yeah. when we're going through transitions that they give us um, some measure of familiarity and and safety and security because we're doing something that we're used to so so that was one of the lessons that I learned and then but I started uh, a podcast. That's when I started my first podcast. But back then it was called uh, uh, Blog Talk Radio. And you would get your computer, your laptop, you plug your phone in. And I talked to people every week all across the country about their success stories and what were their failures and, and how were the things, what did they do to make a difference? It was called Ignite to Impact. What did they do to make a difference and impact? Mm -hmm. And what happened, Vicki, was that in listening to their stories and hearing their failures and hearing about their resilience, how they got back up, gave me a little bit. I did it every week for a year. And though I got doses from other people of how to make it and trying it. It also gave me confidence, which I had lost completely uh, during this time, but it gave me the confidence because I figured out how to work this thing, do this podcast. I had no idea what it was and figured it out and talked to people and then distributed it and got on Apple, iTunes and iHeart and all this. So it gave me this this surge of confidence mm -hmm. 
that um, I had lost, frankly. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so the lesson for me was, you know, a lot of things about, you know, listening and focusing on others and, and not, oh, woe is me myself, because I was listening to and curious about their stories and bringing them forth. And so that was great. I was learning. I was back into that learning mode um, as I was thinking about my purpose and listening to other people. It kind of, it began to clarify for me what my mm-hmm. next steps were. So those were the kinds of lessons I learned about purpose and meaning. And we can, you know, it, it's hard. It was really hard. <laughs> But we can come back and it's never too late to come back. And even though, I mean, for me, I had never experienced darkness like that, but I found the light and we can. And it comes from hearing other people's stories, self-reflection. What do we want our purpose to be? Do we? Because I want to keep on living, yeah. you know, I, And but I wanted to live in a way that could mean something even more. And so mm. I began to find purpose and 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 I felt that I could bring even much more because I had been through this uh transition and and gone through it. And so today, you know, I'm I'm a successful businesswoman and I coach hundreds, I'm speaking. And in fact, that's why I named my a company, Dr. Geneva Speaks, I renamed it because I had lost my voice. I had lost my confidence. I couldn't speak up like I used to. And I found slowly but surely I got back into my confidence and being able to speak up. So that's why I named it Dr. Geneva Speaks. But any of us can do it. It's tough. It ain't easy, but it's never too late. And we can come back and do whatever it is we set our hearts and our desires on. We really can, Vicki, design the life that we love. So good. I'm so glad you found your voice and that you could be here today. Thank you. you. I'm sure the words that you just shared will help many people. Um, I have a friend who just lost her husband, and Mm -hmm. I think that the words that you shared would be very helpful with her as well time is flying by. I definitely mm-hmm. want to have you back. We could talk you and I for oh, a I'd long love time, long, long time. I'd love it. But um, I did want to just end with thoughts on positive aging. Again, mm. you, you touched a little bit on this and, and this is, you know, one of the th- reasons why I have the side business of my anti-aging and wellness, because uh-huh. so many times people think, oh, well, I'm, you put in the number mm-hmm. and, and I don't care anymore. And it's mm-hmm. like, but if you, if you stop looking at mirrors or if you stop taking care of your health the results are going to be that the last chapter is not going to be one that is a very happy or Mm -hmm. healthy one. Mm -hmm. And, and a mindset is so huge to that. So talk to us about positive mindset as we grow in this next chapter. Well, you know, Vicki, it's funny. Um, Everyone wants to live a long life, but nobody wants to grow old. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's real. We have this thing about growing old. 
I'm telling you, I am living my best, most vibrant life right now. And there's probably a couple of reasons why. One, because I know so much now. <laughs> you know, I done been through it. And the test that we have been through when we come mm -hmm. to this chapter in our lives really give us uh, so many testimonies and stories that we can share. So so it, it's it's just an incredible uh, time. Second, uh, we can, uh, there's so much that we can do and help other people yeah. <laughs> just by sharing our stories and, and, and um, sharing our wisdom. And, you know, as you're saying, you got into this, you're into anti-aging and all of that, that is such a help to people, such a benefit. Mm -hmm. And I think it also is about this legacy that we leave. I know as I, you know, thought about my parents and my husband and we were married 40 years and Vicki was uh, love at first sight. We met on a Wednesday and Friday we were furniture shopping because we knew we were going to get married. And 10 mm -hmm. months later, we were. Wow. And we would have been married today more than those 40 years we were together if cancer hadn't taken him. And um, I think often about the life he lived and my mom and my dad, the one thing I know, they lived their life to the fullest mm -hmm. and it was rich and rewarding and and they found purpose and meaning. And we can do that. Mm -hmm. Each and every one of us can uh, do that so that we can. And you know, the other thing, Vicki, is given the medical advances yeah. that are happening today, Mm -hmm. We can live a long time <laughs> and I want to do that and you want to do that. And mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone who hears the sound of our voices wants to do that too. We need to make decisions right now about mm -hmm. how we want that longer life, what yeah. we want that longer life to look like. Exactly. I decided I wanted my life to be vibrant mm -hmm. and I made my own definition of what that meant. Um, and then it, I, I had to put together the pieces, the game plan mm -hmm. to make sure to make that happen. Uh, and each and every one of us can do it. I'm a big believer in having a strategy, game plan, personal action plan, whatever you want to call it, but having this path that you chart for your life. And you, in fact, can put those pieces together. And it's not all going to all be roses and work out perfectly. No, we're not looking for that. And as you get older, you know that that's not what counts, that perfection. Exactly. <laughs> that, I always that, say you know, being perfect is boring. It's boring and, and it's a lie. You know, yeah, it is. It, be, is. it really is. We can't be perfect. So forget that. And, mm -hmm. you know, look at progress and joy and being consistent on what you think is important. And so, you know, so here I am, Vicki, at this point in my life. And I just say to 
everyone find and give joy in life. Yeah. You know, Living find what makes you happy, what gives you the joy and then give joy too. Yeah. So find and give joy in life and it'll be cool. It's it will be cool. Life. <laughs> well, I'm going to share my screen for all of you oh, okay. that are listening as well as watching. If you're yeah. watching, you can get a screenshot. If you're listening, I will share the information, but as always, the information will be available on my YouTube and my findyourleadershipconfidence.com website. So the website for Dr. Geneva is https colon forward slash forward slash Dr. Geneva Speaks. That's mm -hmm. D-R-G-E-N-E-V-A-S-P-E-A-K-S.com, drgenevaspeaks.com. On Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, she is at Dr. Geneva Speaks. You can all send her a thank you note <laughs> for having the same name for all those. And TikTok, she's at Dr. Geneva Speaks. YouTube, Dr. Geneva Speaks. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Geneva to talk to you about her call to action or what you can find on her website, um, anything that she has that might help you grow as that confident leader. Well, Vicki, first of all, before I even do that, I just wanted to thank you um, yeah. for having this kind of conversation, not just with me, but all of the folk that you talk to on your podcast, because I think it's such a crucial, valuable um, conversation to have about this. And, and you're a leader in doing that. So I really appreciate you. I'd like to invite anyone who wants to have that game plan, strategy, personal action plan to uh, have a conversation with me at elevatenextlevelsuccess.com. Elevatenextlevelsuccess.com. Because 2024 is coming. It's right here. It's less than 70 days away until the new year. And I, Vicki, I say to people, don't do resolutions. You know, resolutions are goals without <laughs> no action plans, <laughs> no strategies. Okay. <laughs> Work with me. I'll help you. I will guide you to develop your own vision an action plan with goals that will work and strategies for 2024. And, you know, that's what we want. That's what we should have. This is what will get you to whatever you desire is having that plan, being intentional and strategic about what it is you want. And the thing that's different about the work that I do, Vicki, with those who are developing their action plans, because we go over, you know, timeline and resources and strategies and steps and everything that you need to make a plan come alive, not sit on a shelf, but come alive. But the thing I also put in is a plan for self-care and well-being. Awesome. So I actually work with you to plan out how you're going to take care of yourself, because as you're implementing your personal action plan, you got to make sure you will. Mm -hmm. And so that is part of it. So come have a conversation with me, book a call, strategy conversation at elevatenextlevelsuccess.com and get ready for 2024 awesome. for your best year ever. 
All right, if you have not done so, take that screenshot right now. Again, go to either drgenevaspeaks.com or again, to get that action plan going, elevatenextlevelsuccess.com. Well, it has just been a really pleasure having this conversation with you Thank and you. looking forward to doing more of it in the future. Yes, but I would love as, that. As always, I remind you and the audience that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.